boy up to next? You'll find out in this last episode with Vandros. Be sure to check it out. Take a listen. Um, what we're doing currently at Fast Track is um, because uh, I'm, I'm so I'm building a startup. Me and my team, we've uh, already basically built out everything. Um, right now, we're looking for funding, and uh, we've, we're leveraging the blockchain in the logistics industry for documentation and storage. Right. So in the logistics industry, you have the issue of when you go to customs. And, you know, you're trying to to sell whatever it is you're trying to sell or trying to ship it to the end um, destination. The problem is a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of paperwork and documentation maybe that's missing. Some of it ends up getting forged. People take a percentage of whatever it is that you have and they sell it back in the black market, depending on what the item is. And also when it's staying for too long and they're trying to get the documentation sorted, you need to then pay extra fees. And so what we've done is create a solution where. You can encrypt all your document all your documents in an in-house solution, a one-stop shop, encrypt it on chain. So you can check it on chain that your documents are encrypted and everyone can all look uniformly at one in-house solution to see all your documents in one solution. And uh, so it streamlines the process for, for businesses. Um, and that's another way in which the blockchain can be leveraged too as well. Um, is the encryption aspect, right? So where your digital IDs, identi identifiers, and everything can't be uh, corrupted, you know? People can't forge the documents. And so that's another way in which uh, blockchain can can help society, you know, in uh, streamline processes for businesses too as well. Rich, you do quite a bit in logistics. Is you pondering there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm definitely considering that part of it um how did so i'm going to take this way back to a rudimentary level but when the documents get put on the blockchain you just need to have a reader you need to have something that can read what's going on on that blockchain right is that how yeah it you works? have an explorer like like a like a google or something like this you have like an explorer and it has all of the data that's stored on chain block by block every single second, you know? Um, so what ends up happening is there's a certain amount of data that can go in each block of, again, the, the sender, the receiver, whatever is happening within some, you have smart contracts and stuff like this, all the data that is able to store, depending on how the blockchain was built. Some blockchains have a little bit bigger uh, block size, some have smaller. All the data gets put into the blockchain and essentially what happens is uh, miners, anonymous around the world, in this, in this case, it's more validators, you know, but same thing. And they verify that that information is true, right? And they get then rewarded because that's the reason that they're, they, they're online, right? It's a business. They get rewarded in that particular cryptocurrency. And um, that's basically essentially how it works. And it can never be changed. So... There's no way in which uh, it can be forged. And I think that's the, the cool thing about blockchain. And I think the solution can also be great for, again, people who don't have IDs, identification in rural areas around the world. If you talk about like uh, where I'm going to, um, I'm going to Africa now um, in a few days. Uh, Rwanda is probably not a good case study because it's pretty developed. But um, if you're talking about like a Congo or like a Uganda, they have a lot of areas that are very, very underdeveloped. Um, but yeah, Rwanda is pretty pretty developed and it's pretty thriving. But the point is that this, this fact that you don't have to hold paperwork, it, all the, another issue, uh, diplomas, people forge diplomas, right? And so if you could encrypt the diplomas on chain, 
or grades on chain, right? This alleviates a lot of issues, you know? And so the idea of encrypting things on chain and having them stored forever and they can forever be checked is, is a great solution, I think, to, to solve a lot of issues with uh, documentation, storage, identity. There's a lot of solutions there that can be solved with through blockchain technology. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's let's shift it again slightly. Uh, you know, when I talked with you on your podcast a little bit, or after your podcast, I think yeah. we were talking about this. Um, you know, we deal a lot with succession. So people, as you've pointed out, some of us are getting up there in years and they're looking to sell their business. How might crypto or blockchain be a way to help leverage that sale or maybe guarantee some value. Yeah, I, I won't talk too much about the the sell of the business, but what I would say is about how I think there's going to be a transformation in which the stock exchange is going to become the block exchange. And mm -hmm. here's why I think that, right? Because uh, when you look at the the technology itself, right? And you look at all the processes it takes to go IPO into the stock market, it's it's quite a long journey and it's quite expensive. Whereas if you launch your own uh, token and run it as a stock, let's say you make it even to a dividend, right? And you have sort of these incentives in place, you now have access to, again, global markets, right? And so that already is, is a, a huge advantage because now anyone around the world could buy your stock, but it's, it's a tokenized stock, right? And there's already some companies that are thinking about doing it. You know, um, one that I think could be one that could do it potentially is, is X, formerly Twitter. Um, the reason is because I've been just looking at how Elon has been moving in, in these past few months, right? So he bought Twitter. He then rebranded it into X. He then uh, went and applied for um, digital assets uh, licenses for, for crypto, right? He open sourced the code, right? And so I think, I could be wrong, but it's just my speculation that he's sort of shifting more into Web3, because he sees that's that's where you know you could expand your use cases with um, you know tipping and all these different types of things. It's so much harder to do all this stuff if you only close it to the Swift banking system. But if you well, I know up, he he's definitely trying to make X kind of the the end all be all. That's your source for everything. Yes, and exactly. That's kind of what you know Meta is trying to do as well. I think they're all trying to become the. I always call it the, the like Walmart of everything. So you go there for whatever you want. Super exactly. Exactly. And a lot of, a lot of companies are doing it. Starting to, it's, it's, even if you look at some of the um, exchanges and brokerages, they're starting to have an engagement tab. Right. Yep. Um, because the, I think they're all uniformly starting to realize that you have to basically have everything as a one-stop shop service. Even Apple now has become like a finance company, right? <laughs> I mean, they have Apple Pay. They have the what four percent high high interest yield and stuff like this. So, um, actually, I read well, something yeah, on X that uh, Apple Pay or uh, the Apple Card is going away. They've shortened their. It was supposed oh. to last through twenty twenty nine, and I heard within twelve to fifteen months 
they're getting rid of it because um, the banking broker that's essentially handling the credit card is losing a lot of money doing it. So Apple hasn't got it quite figured out yet. Oh, okay. Damn. Okay. I didn't, I don't know. This, this, I'm going to just go heard it last night. Second. I'll have to verify, yeah. but that was, that was kind of going through the chain last night. Yeah. But no, to, to go back to your question um, in regards to the acquisition of, of businesses, I mean, it's always, it's I, for me, I think it's, it's always um, going to be a challenge in regards to tokenizing, but in terms of initiating a business, I think that will be where I actually think that's where a lot of businesses are going to start looking into more because of that global liquidity access and the ease to be able to launch a token, you know, um, as opposed to, and also the different stuff you can streamline through tokens, you know, like even dividends, like paying people dividends um, that can be done way faster, you know, through smart contracts, you know? Um, so there's, there's a more ease in which the technology can help in regards to the, the stock exchange. And also the fact that, again, the stock exchange, I just think this idea of closing down shop, I think that's going to be dead. I just don't see if you can have access to a market that's always open versus a market. I mean, it's kind of like the States, right? This is one thing I miss about the States. Like you have stores and businesses that are always open all the time. And that's what gives it a strategic advantage in terms to uh, extracting more value, extracting more more um, capacity to, to earn more, more earning potential, you know? And um, so I think the idea of a 24-7 market, I think, is is where everything is going to eventually shift to. And I think that eventually people are going to start doing that instead of just launching their business as an actual like just business on Web 2. We just launch it in Web 3. And then also you can, it's easier to bootstrap. That's another thing, too, that you guys don't really know is it's easier to to fundraise um, in, in Web 3 because of the idea of communities. So when you launch on an actual layer one network, which is like an Ethereum, like a, um, a Cardano, like these sort of layer one networks where the best way to describe it so I don't lose you guys, it's kind of like Google, Safari, Internet Explorer, and then people are building websites on top of them. And that's sure. kind of how I describe the layer one pro protocols. They're like the Googles, the Safaris, the, the Internet Explorers, and then people are building decentralized applications on top of them um, to create that network effect, you know, a value accrual. Um, and the cool thing about doing that is that they have different models where, for instance, you can do different marketing things like, Hey, we airdrop, let's say 10% of our supply to all the people who hold Ethereum. So that way it gets people buzzing, gets people like, Hey, what, what project is this? What project is that? And then they go to your website, you know? And so you can leverage people's communities to bootstrap your business model. And so I think that's another cool thing too, as well, that I haven't seen in, in, in the web two space. Um, to where you, you already have the clientele base because of the fact that you're building on the network and the network is going to, the people that support the network are going to then be more prone to support you. Got it. Yeah. Rich thoughts on your end. No, I think it, I think it all makes sense. I think it's, it's the, it's the scary thought in the room, you know, just because <laughs> you you don't know what you don't know and you're trying to figure it all out, but it is all kind of still theoretical and still being built. So, you know, I think there's always going to be more and more questions coming up until it becomes more mainstream. Well, and that's the reason why we wanted to have you on Vandros because a lot of us are still in, I would call it traditional market. So this whole digital mm -hmm. currency idea and blockchain, I know we've been talking about for a number of years. I have other clients that have, 
have brought it up, but it's still something that you know a lot of us are trying to wrap our heads around. And I think you did a, a pretty good job of explaining. I'm sure we could sit here and talk for hours on end, but I know you have things to do, and I know we have things to do. Uh, so to wrap it up, I mean, I guess first of all, you never really did clarify why Moon Boy, why the name Moon Boy. What's what's the significance of that? Yeah, I always think that people should always want more. Um, and so why aim for the stars when you can get to the moon? You know, there so, you go. <laughs> that's uh, the inspiration. Yeah. Got it. All right. Thank exactly. you. And how can they get a hold of you? Because they're going to have more questions about this than I will. So what what are the best ways to get a hold of you right now? LinkedIn is the is the best way. You can also schedule an appointment at moonboycapitalventures.com. But LinkedIn, if you just follow me on LinkedIn and just reach out to me, Van Josidiake, I do consulting, been doing it for quite some time now. Um, I have now a, a, a new role I just took on to as well for the Stanford uh, AI and, and Web3 Research Labs too as well. So um, trying to help projects, nurture projects, get them um, ready to get their go-to market strategies and all these type of things ready. Um, so yeah, I enjoy this this space a lot. It's um, it's a, I'm passionate about it. You know, I have a podcast too as well. You guys can check out um, the Mooncast. So yeah, I love it, man. Dan, thank you so much for um, having me on. Happy to have it. you on, and congratulations on the Stanford thing. That's pretty cool. Rich, how do they get a hold of you? Best way is just uh, well, I have a LinkedIn also, but <laughs> you can uh, you can definitely send me an email at rveltry at veltrygroup.com. Excellent. And you can always get a hold of me at danpaulsonletsgo.com. Uh, thank you again for joining us on Books in the Biz. If you want to find other episodes of Books in the Biz, please go to booksandbiz.com. That's B-O-O-K-S, letter N, B-I-Z.com. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Vandross, we're going to have to have you come on again, maybe another six months to a year, and uh, share how things have changed for you. And um, this is very interesting. I mean, like I said, we could probably go on for hours about this and you've done a, a really good job of explaining it. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you. You bet.